everybody. Wednesday, October 5th. It is chilly outside. It seems like fall has just punched everybody in the mouth with high winds, rain, leaves are starting to change color. Maybe not on the West Coast, but uh, this is Bill Ray Mitchell. I am in, uh, where am I? Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Uh, and I am joined by our West Coast counterpart, Grayson Wimbish in Los Angeles. We are the Sons of Saturday. And we are presented by our friends over at Main Street Pharmacy, uh, your one-stop shop for everything you need, whether it be prescription medication, household needs, self-care, lotion, lip balm, which some of you are going to need when it gets a little nippy outside. Um, but head on down to Main Street Pharmacy right on Main Street where you are more than a number. You are a neighbor. Grayson, I see we uh, – so we were doing like the reverse jinx thing with Coach Pry about his, uh, about his mustache. Clearly – the beard has not helped. My beard has not helped our football team win. So I'm trying to do my part. I did shave today. Clean slate, clean slate. So that's that's what I'm doing. But my uh, my my naked faced brethren, how are you doing in uh in Los Angeles? I'm doing well, and I'm infinitely jealous, baby face Bill of uh, of the foliage. I saw your pictures on the timeline yesterday from you and going on that little hike. Uh, well, little hike. It was 26 miles. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to give you your flowers. Um, yeah, no, but I'm jealous because it's still hot here in LA and, uh, and the leaves don't change colors here. It's on fire. So, you know, that's the only color I get. So, yeah, that's what you do when you're unemployed, man. I went for, a uh, I went, I I woke up in the morning and I said, wait, what weird thing can I do today? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to walk a marathon. So I walked, uh, 26 miles. It was awesome. Which some state parks exhausting. I don't know why people run those. Um, but (laughs) But anyway, let's jump right into our pit preview. Uh, no Patrick Finn today. So, Grayson, you are in hokey history, uh, hokey history duty. So, catch us up. Yeah. So, Virginia Tech has played the Pittsburgh Panthers 21 times since 1993, dating all the way back to the Big East days. Currently, Virginia Tech leads the series 11 to 10 out of those 21 matchups. We've lost the last two years. Virginia Tech's last victory, as we all remember, came in 2019 in the pouring down rain. Hendon Hooker, we shut him out 28-0 in Bud Foster's final season as a defensive coordinator. The Panthers currently hold the longer winning streak. Keep in mind, we've only played them four times during that that period of 2001 to 2012. So four-game win streak goes to the uh, to the Panthers. And then, last but not least, traditionally, Virginia Tech does not play well in Pittsburgh at all. We are 4-7 and seven up their way since 1993. A little bit about the game Saturday. For those of you who don't know, kickoff is at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 12.30 p.m. Pacific at Accreasure Stadium. You saying Heinz Field. It's like a crypto arena out here. It'll always be the Staples Center. Yeah. Um, weather looks partly cloudy, so no real mother nature factor like last week against the Tar Heels. That's your hokey history for the week. Yeah. Um, man, it, it, I, it'll never – one, it'll never not be Pitt uh, – will never not be Heinz Field. Akersher, after a quick Google, a, uh, an inf- a financial technology and insurance company headquartered in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's still Heinz Field. It's Heinz Field. Um, so, but Virginia Tech has not lost at Akersher Field yet. So that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting uh, interesting chance maybe to to turn the tables a little bit. Um, Pittsburgh season so far they stand three and two with their only losses coming to 
uh, coming against Tennessee. Tennessee has a really, really good quarterback. If you haven't watched any of his mm. games, he's he's really good. Uh, and then last week they uh, they had a huge upset at the hands of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, stung in their home stadium <laughs> uh, by the Yellow Jackets, who recently. Um, parted ways with Jeff Collins. Um, coach Key, I believe, is their coach now. But, uh, yeah, Georgia Tech came into Pittsburgh and upset the Panthers. Now, let's talk about a little bit about playmakers for Pittsburgh. But the best play that you can make in your week is a healthy play, and you can save some money on it. Head on down to Roots Natural Kitchen. It's over by, uh, over by the Hyatt, kind of over by um, – uh, by McAdoo's that area, uh, and go the get math yourself empo as well. Yes, by the math yeah. emporium for you for you math folks. Um, if you are looking for a salad, if you're looking for, if I can compare it to something, it's similar to Cava, it's similar to Chipotle, it's similar to uh, Moe's, but it's extremely healthy. You have a plethora of different choices. Um, so head on down there and use code BEATPIT all caps for twenty percent off your order. You must order through the app. Um, but we have a new discount for you every week. So go ahead and you'll get 20% off of your order. Before we jump into like the specific players on this team, I just want to say that Pitt is probably not getting nearly enough credit uh, that they deserve. Uh, Pittsburgh lost a first-round quarterback in Kenny Pickett, who just played for the Pittsburgh Steelers and looked great for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and they lost arguably the most, the best and most sought-after um, wide receiver in college football and Jordan Addison. Both of those players leave. Most teams would be reeling, looking for their next move. Pittsburgh has not skipped a beat. Pittsburgh still looks good. Um, and I, I'll, I'll say this, Pat Narduzzi is the ultimate that's our guy guy. He reminds me a lot of Marcus Smart on the Boston Celtics. He reminds me a lot of Dax Hollifield on the Virginia Tech Hokies. If he's your guy, you love him. If he's not your guy, you love to hate him. But uh, Narduzzi has done a really, really good job of Pitt. He deserves a lot of credit for uh, building that program and also putting this program in a position to still succeed after those uh, top-notch players left the program. I, I, I do like that because I'm sure if I were a, a fan of the Pittsburgh Panthers, I would love Pat Narduzzi, but I'm not, mm. so I hate him. Um, I, but to that point, Billy Ray, you know, they have arrived at a place where their next man up is going to be good is going to make an impact uh, is just as capable as the Kenny Pickett's and the Jordan Addison's of the world guys like their quarterback, uh, Keaton Slovis running back Israel. I, I, I don't want to butcher this. Abani Kanda, I believe is how you pronounce it. And wide receiver Jared Wayne are immediately who come to mind. Uh, they got playmakers, especially on offense. So Saturday should be interesting. No doubt. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the offense specifically. They have a very balanced attack. It's uh, almost exactly 50% run, 50% pass. Um, they are a pro-style offense. Um, and then to go in a couple more details, Grayson, go ahead and get us started with the playmakers from Pitt. And Keaton Slovis will be the second USC transfer that we are seeing this year after JT Daniels from uh, West Virginia, who um, – was also a transfer from USC. The USC quarterbacks are littered across the country. Um, so true. So this is the this is the uh, the latest one in the saga of uh, Virginia Tech versus USC quarterbacks. It's like they made a trade, Jordan Addison for <laughs> Keaton Slovis, and it's working out for both it, parties. 
It is, no doubt. Uh, Slovis is 76 for 120 attempts for 997 passing yards on this season through week five. Uh, he's he's a playmaker. He's a hell of a quarterback. Uh, he's going to do some damage on Saturday. You have to anticipate that. Then there's Israel Abaniconda, 510 rushing yards through week five, is averaging 5.5 yards per carry. That's very That's good. pretty good. That's you run the ball good. 20 times, you're going to score less than that. Yep, very, very good. And then last but not least, Jared Wayne, 354 total receiving yards on only 19 catches and is averaging 18.6 yards per reception. That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, those three are the out-front offensive danger to our to our defense. Our, our defensive secondary got cut up last week against UNC. So I'm very curious. What number one is who's going to be covering Jared Wayne because uh, they're going to be going to him a lot. Yeah, we can uh, we can switch uh, before we switch over to the defense just to give you a lay of the land. Pittsburgh is always huge. That has not changed from left tackle to right tackle. Um, this is the depth chart that I was able to find. Uh, left tackle Carter Warren six five three twenty five. Left guard Marcus Minor six four three twenty five. Center. Owen Drexel, 6'3", 305, right guard, Jake Cradle, 6'3", 305, and then right tackle, Gabe Huey, 6'6", 325. And what is the one thing that I can see through all of these names? Ready? Redshirt senior, graduate senior, redshirt senior, redshirt senior, redshirt senior. That is a lot of experience, and that is a lot of size on that offensive line. Um. Swapping over to the defense, Pittsburgh runs an aggressive 4-3 defense. Uh, they, and when I say aggressive, they are blitz-heavy. Very, very similar to the mentality of, uh, of a Coach Foster. Um, Coach Narduzzi coaches him up. That's his defensive style. Um, really, really, really aggressive. Really, really stout. Uh, the one player that I really have... Uh, have been paying attention to these last couple of years is Kalijah Kansi. He's a junior tackle. He's the second leading TFL getter in the ACC, and he is top 10 in America. That's a big boy right in the middle. Again, <laughs> this offensive line is going to have, uh, have their hands full with, uh, with this front, um, with this front from Pittsburgh. Absolutely. Also notable on the defense is Sir Voce Dennis. What a cool Dude, name. These names, they got these names, all ACC names. <laughs> Seriously. Servoce Dennis, uh, no pun intended, is a pit bull. Uh, he's the leader of the Pittsburgh defense. He has three sacks this season, 14 solo tackles, has been on a combined 35 total stops for the Pittsburgh defense, and his three sacks combined for a total loss of 25 yards. He's going to be the guy out there. He's he's their Dax Olifield. He's going to be out there calling the defense, making the adjustments. Um, he's going to do some damage as well, uh, kind of their bell cow over there on the Pittsburgh defense. Yep. And then a couple of names. I mean, I'm sure some of these names are, we, we talked about all the turnover going on at, uh, at Pittsburgh. We talked about Kalijah Kansi in our preview from last year. We talked about Hab Habakuk Baldonado, six foot five, 260 red shirt, senior defensive end. Pretty sure he's from Italy. Um, but a lot of these names you are going to, uh, you are going to recognize from years past. Uh, we say all of this to say though, Last week, Georgia Tech, who has sucked all season, rushed for 232 yards against Pitt in Akershur Stadium. (laughs) Um, This comes after uh, Georgia Tech was held under 75 yards rushing versus both Clemson 
and Ole Miss. So hands up in the air. I have no idea what's happening. Um, but, you know, if Virginia Tech would like to, to show some offense, maybe here's an opportunity to start. Um, real quick, what I'm going to be watching for, uh, I'm going to be watching for any type of improvement or creativity from the offensive side of the ball. Literally show me anything, please. <laughs> yep. it's, I, I, like That's all I'm looking for. Um, yeah, another couple questions. Will Malachi Thomas play? Apparently Malachi Thomas has been participating in practice this week. Um, I am very much of the, you know, I'm almost to the point where I'm like, look, can we can we redshirt this guy, get him ready for next yeah. year? Um, because again, and I cannot say this clearly, like the offense working versus not working is not contingent on Malachi Thomas coming back. No. Um, it's not. not there are too many issues. Um, I, as much as I would love to see him play, I want to make sure he's 100%, especially – I talk about this every year when we play at Pitt. Pitt Panthers Stadium is home to a high school football team on Friday, a college football team on Saturday, and a NFL team on Sunday. It is not the Garden of Eden of turf uh, of turf fields or well kept uh, Pasadena grass. It is not. So that's just something to keep in uh, keep in mind. And then I guess my last question would be, how can we get the tight ends involved all offseason long? It was, this is going to be a great tight end attack. Um, and we just have not seen it. Have not seen it. Blumrick hasn't really seen the ball. Gallo, DeUlis, Daquan Wright. How can we get these guys involved with the offense? Now, if you're a student in Blacksburg, here's what you should be watching for. You should be <laughs> making sure that you have a place to live. You have a place to rest your head at night. You have a place to do your homework and study at next year. The edge is the premier place for you to live. They are now accepting applications from 2022 to 2023. It is right across from Virginia tech campus, very close to waffle house. You can literally get up at like two in the morning and say, you know what? I can go for some waffles. I can go for a all-star special or some coffee. You can walk right over to waffle house, um, walk to campus close to downtown. Everything is included. That is your utilities, your water, your heat, your lighting, it is all baked in, and it is also fully furnished. We always talk about Billy Ray's moved from place to place, and Billy Ray keeps having to buy, you know, bedside tables or, you know, get, like, little stuff to put his keys on and stuff because he keeps changing his house. Well, if I move in somewhere that has all that stuff, I'm going to save a lot of money. Maybe I'll end up living at the edge. No, I won't do that. Sons but, of saving money. Saving money is good. Saving money is smart. You can apply today at vtcampusedge.com. Or text VTEDGE to 540-202-1638. Yeah, Grayson, anything you're specifically looking out for in this game, aside from any type of offensive improvement? Yeah, I mean, you said all of it with the offensive improvement. (sighs) Defensive secondary, please. I mean, just after the UNC game last week, uh, definitely concern there. We have a lot of guys who have a lot of experience who are getting torched. Uh, you know, Armani Chapman, Breon Murray did not have their best day out last Saturday. We even we put in DJ Harvey uh, later in that game. I'm I'm very curious as to who's going to be on the field in the defensive secondary and if we're going to be able to stay at home at all. Yeah, keep in mind too. Last week, um, for those of you who may have forgotten, uh, Jalen Stroman was out for the first half, so there was a lot of uh, rotating going on after his uh, after his targeting call. Um, but yeah, that, that room seems to be a, uh, 
a little bit of a work in progress. I liked what I saw from Mansoor D Lane. Uh, I know we have a lot of youngsters in that room. So um, look, I, I think it's important to make sure that we're getting young guys reps, making sure that we're um, preparing for the future here. And, and like, it doesn't mean preparing for the future doesn't mean waving the white flag on this year. At the end of the day, I want the best guys on the field, but I also want to like be able to say, okay, is this, is this somebody that we can trust and that we feel confident in that can play this position next year? Or is this something, is this a specific position, specific area, specific um, room that we're going to need to go pretty hard in the portal in? So, you know, those are the types of questions that you want to answer um, moving forward. Before we get into the lines and our predictions here, uh, we do have one letter from the lunch pail. um, And I did not, it comes from Matthew Parnell. Look at that. Tabs are awesome. Uh, How do y'all think the offensive line will hold up to Pitt's defensive line? Does the streak of games without a shutout end this weekend? Thanks for writing in, Matt. Um, Upon re-watching the film, um... I think our offensive line played marginally better last week. Uh, again, marginally better than really bad does not make us good. Um, so I, I'm not really sure how we'll hold up against this pit off uh, this pit defensive line. They are experienced. They've been there for a while. Um, low center of gravity guys. I think both of their defensive tackles come in at like six foot. Let's take a look here. So uh, Baldonado at defensive end is six five two sixty. Cansey six foot two eighty. David Green, 6'1", 280. Those are the worst, man. These guys that are six foot or, or you know, 5'11", 6'1", really tough to get your pad level below it, below them. Um, and then also Deslin Alexander, 6'4", 275. So real low center of gravity guys, guys that are disruptors. That's what we're going against here coming up. So um, I guess to answer your question, which I just beat around for five minutes, is no, I, I'm, I'm not extremely confident in that regard. I will say that I don't believe the uh, the shutout streak or the non shutout streak is really. Um, we'll score points. We'll, we'll get a field goal. At it least. is really hard to. It, it is very difficult to to get shut out in right. the age of football that we see now. With how many possessions there are, how many plays you're running, how good Will Ross is. Will Ross. Probably maybe the best player on the football team. <laughs> He's um, probably scored the most points this season. Oh, no, he, he absolutely has scored the most points this yeah. season. So, so those are my thoughts on that, Matt. Uh, thanks for writing. I think Matt's a first-time writer-inner. So, um, Shout out to Matt. Uh, let's jump right into the lines for the game. It is going to be, as you said, Grayson, 63 degrees for a 330 kick. Does it get better than that, Grayson? No. 330, That's 63 football degrees. Come on, man. That's a, that is football as good right. as it gets. If you are looking to watch this game, it is on ACC Network, and Virginia Tech is fourteen and a half point underdogs. Fourteen and a half. That is fair. Down for the half. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's fair. just not fun to vocalize. Not Fine. a fun. Not a fun vocalization uh, process. The over under is set at forty two points but before we get into our score predictions we're going to go over some of the lines from our guy grant watson johnny on the spot he says daquan wright receptions four and a half uh over or under i love daquan wright i would love for him to get four and a half uh receptions or five i just have to say under because he has four receptions all football season i do believe this is going to be a run heavy game uh trying to keep i'm hoping we're trying to keep the ball out out of pittsburgh's hands um, but, uh, 
again, as Coach Pry said, that this is kind of the point in the season where you're evaluating, do I redshirt this guy? What do we do? Um, so I- I'm going to go under. Four and a half is a little high for me. I'm with you, Bill. I'm taking the under here because I, I hope this is the game where if we do – go in the air, we get the tight ends involved, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, not just one. I want to see Nick out there making plays, Drake making plays, Daquan making plays, so I, I don't think you'll have four receptions. Um, Hokies total yards, 289.5. Uh, to quote Reggie Jackson, uh, is it? I think it's Reggie Jackson from uh, American Idol. It is a no, Randy, Randy. Randy Jackson. It is a no from me, dog. That is. Uh, I, I want to get on here and say this. I, I, I don't. I'm not coming on here to be negative. I just need to see something different from our offense. If, if I see something, I hope more than anything in the universe that I am proven wrong. Uh, David Hale came on this very podcast a week ago. And uh, felt very comfortable that we would get uh, 385 or 350 yards of total offense, and we didn't come close. So, um, yeah, I just I, – I don't know. I'm not we, seeing We By the way, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, you're a baseball fan, Bill. You're I know, I know. I was thinking in my head, I was like, do they have the same name? But I Yeah, no, 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 I got you. Um, with all due respect, Grant, no shot we get – over 289 and a half yards. Uh, we've scored a combined 20 points against UNC and West Virginia's defenses, both of which are on paper not great at all. West Virginia's defense gave up 38 points to the Texas Longhorns last week. UNC's defense gives up points to everybody. They, they give up points to everybody except the Hokies, apparently. Um, so, no way. It's not going to happen uh, with all due respect. <laughs> um, so here's an interesting one. Virginia Tech first half total points scored nine and a half. On paper, you're probably like under, but Virginia Tech scores most of its points in the first half. I believe against West Virginia, we had 10 points going into halftime. And against North Carolina, we also had 10 points going into halftime. I'm going to go under again um, because the analytics – I, I saw some analytics that uh, Sam Jesse, I believe Sam Jesse sent him over. If not, I apologize to whoever did. But Virginia Tech, based upon analytics, and I don't know where this math comes from, but it's definitely more well researched than whatever number I'm going to say. It has us on uh, has us predicted to score like four point one seven points against Pitt. Um, so yeah, I I would like to score nine and a half points total on uh, on Saturday, Grayson. Yeah, given the performance, I just said it in the last two weeks. I just I don't see it happening, uh, especially in the first half. If anything, we'll probably get a field goal. But uh, I do want to say this really quickly because we didn't address it earlier. Uh, the whole speaking of the first half, the whole I know it's Pittsburgh, but letting the other team score in the last two minutes before the half, I hate I, it. It's got to stop. It has got to stop. I And for the record, this transcends Pry Fuente. It goes all the way back to the Coach Beamer era. As a Hokie, seeing it every week, I'm like, it makes me grit my teeth. Uh, and now I'm, you know, losing my teeth because of that. Uh, it's got to stop. But n- no, uh, we are not scoring nine and a half points in the first half. Sorry for the little side rant, but it's just not. Um, I got to say, this has to be very similar to how whatever the um, Georgia Tech podcast Pre-game must have been for the pit game. So sure. again, maybe maybe I'm proven wrong. 
Uh, maybe we pull the cat out of the hat. Um, prediction. <sighs> I'm going to go. Look, I've picked us to win every game up until this point. I picked us to win nine games. Um, I've been wrong sometimes. I've been wrong. Um, but I'm going to try to stop being wrong as often. Uh, I'm going to go Virginia Tech 10, Pittsburgh 24. I, uh, I think Pittsburgh is just from a – not just from a talent perspective, from a coach having been there for a long time, inserting his, his culture, his expectations, his scheme, his everything else. Um, they're just in a very different place than we are right now. And um, you're not going to sneak up on them because they just laid a big old leg at home against Georgia Tech. So I'm going to go uh, Virginia Tech 10, Pittsburgh 24. I like the 10 points for the Hokies. I don't see us scoring more than that. I have no reason to think that we will, uh, if I'm just being honest. Uh, I'm going 38 to 10, Pittsburgh. Uh, I think the first half will keep it interesting. It'll, it might it might be like 17 to 3 at the half, and then in the second half, it'll they'll just the floodgates will open up. Uh, and I know I, I totally acknowledge that they allow Georgia Tech to run all over them. Um, but historically, this game is just a defensive nightmare for the for the Hokies. Uh, we they match up very well against us on the defensive line, on the offensive line. It's it's a game of matchups, uh, and so offensively they're going to cook. Defense they're going to cook. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be an, an emphatic win for the Pittsburgh Panthers. No question about it. I do want to, uh, as we wrap here, this was a quick one. Very, very lunchable Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat. Very lunchable <laughs> uh, podcast today. I want to extend a shout out to uh, the women's soccer team who is headed yes. to Miami today. Um, been doing a great job. Look, two weeks in a row, athlete of the week coming from the women's soccer team. They're doing great. They entered the coaches' poll, ranked number twenty-four in America. So uh, looking forward to them hopefully continuing to climb uh, to climb that ladder. Uh, we also have men's basketball and wins ba- women's basketball com- content coming your way. Man, blah, 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 blah. media All day coming up for both of them. Well, media day actually just happened. Media day happened yesterday. <laughs> so I'm not sure if media day happened for the women's team. I know it happened for the men's team yesterday. And I just want to – I have to find this quote um, before we go. I was talking about Charlotte when they go to ACC. Oh, okay. So they, you're right. That, so that's media day up. has not happened yet. I was talking about um, media photos. Day. Yes. So I want to talk about uh, a quote that came from Darius Maddox. Uh, I'm going to head, go ahead and read it to you all. Uh, they basically asked Darius Maddox about his time in Blacksburg. And uh, he said, quote, honestly, and I'm not going to sit here and act like it was a breeze in my head the whole time because my freshman year, it was like a shock coming from Oak Hill and expecting to be playing, but then I had to be realistic with myself. I wasn't ready physically. I wasn't doing things that would lead me to be a pro, just showing the timing and coming to practice. Even sometimes during my freshman year, I would miss some workouts and stuff, talking with the staff and having them be brutally honest with me. Sometimes it hurt, but to really change and grow up, you got to accept things for what they are. That is just a piece of his quote, um, you can go ahead and you can check out the rest of it. There's a video for it. But I just want to say what a testament and example of the type of character that Darius Maddox has in the age of the transfer portal, in the age of 
pounding sand and, and burying your head and being upset. This is a player who is very talented, came from a very talented high school. Um, and uh, this staff, um, there are going to be times in your life when you come to different forks in the road, whether it be about responsibility, getting stuff done, making decisions, changing the way that you look at things. And um, he was given honest feedback from his coaching staff. And I'll, I'll quote a former coworker of mine, Sarah Louise Boland, who would always say that feedback is a gift. Sometimes people take feedback and they look at it as being attacked, being put down, being, you know, singled out. Um, shout out to the coaching staff for being honest and shout out to Darius Maddox for being in a position and a headspace to apply it and um, look where he is now. Uh, at, if you're following college basketball, if you're getting ready for this season, you know who Darius Maddox is. Darius Maddox blossomed last year during the ACC tournament. He had a huge shot against Miami uh, towards the end of the regular season. So um, that was one of the best things I saw all week. And I just wanted to um, tip my cap to him and tip my cap to the coaching staff. Man of few words, Darius Maddox. Mm-hmm. Silent killer. Doesn't say a whole lot, but that was really cool to hear him say that. Uh, lastly, before we before we wrap this one out, Bill, what are your thoughts on the new basketball uniforms? So I thought they looked horrible when they weren't being worn by anybody. On the pictures. On the pictures that they released because they were like, the colors were really contrasted. Uh, I didn't really get it. And then when I saw the pictures of the actual players wearing it, uh, the contrast looked less. It just, but I guess what bothers me is the top like 12 or or 10% of the jersey is the maroon that like we all want. Is it not? Right. Like that's the maroon that we're looking for. I don't it understand is. why all of our stuff can't look like that. Um, but uh, I do like it more on person than I did. Uh, this sounds weird. I, I liked it when the players <laughs> were wearing it more Word. than the edits that they put out. The one thing I guess is that little like stripe thing that they have on the pants that goes up. It's a little different. And they have the two yeah. logos on both sides. I liked our old jerseys. I'm fine with it. Just win. Yeah, I really don't. Just, just win. I, I would have loved to have seen the the uh, women's basketball team script. Oh. I mean, the, the Lady Hokies got such cool. They need to sell them. I'd buy they it. They do. I'd buy one. I would buy it. That, that, uh, that logo, that cursive on just a maroon crew neck would look amazing. Either so, that or like an, even a T-shirt. Oh, oh my gosh. Got yeah. to do something there. But, but I'm uh, really excited about both teams. Both teams have – some great personalities, great players, lovable coaching staffs. Um, so really, really excited about that. And Ed Williams and Mike McDaniel, if you're listening, we're excited to listen to you on the Hokey Hoops podcast. But um, that's a podcast. That's, that's everything that we have for you. Wednesday, October 5th, I'm going to go for my third walk of the day. Grayson, what's up with you for the rest of the afternoon? Got to go on a run. Got a meeting at 3.30. Then I got to go to work. That's so it. busy day. That's a podcast. We will talk to you all soon, hopefully, to uh, talk about our win at Atkinson <laughs> Stadium. Speak it into existence, baby. Talk to you all soon. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows. Drink till we can't stand by the saw you dance like you want to in my head. Love she said it is. Oh, I know just what you're thinking. Please don't just let it sink and trash.